Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back everyone to another episode. This week's topic is all about attachment theory. And I remember when I was personally introduced to this theory myself, I was very intrigued because I feel as though it's very telling in terms of our individual ability to connect in all sorts of relationships, but more specifically in terms of our behavior in romantic relationships and partnerships. So as per usual, I will give a brief overview of the theory in and of itself and then a breakdown of the various attachment types. So attachment theory is a relationship theory that's based in human psychology, evolution, and the study of human behavior. And essentially what it describes is our social and emotional development and relationship to others. So in terms of biology, it boils down to survival. And in terms of psychology, it boils down to security. And you will hear these themes repeated all throughout this entire episode in the various attachment types. So now we all recognize and know that we're social beings that were created to be in communities. So therefore, attachment is an intrinsic human need. It helps us regulate our emotions and stress. And it also helps in our development in terms of how we are able to adapt and grow. In childhood, attachment theory describes the relationship between a child and their caregiver. That is the basis for making the child feel safe, secure, and protected. And now the caregiver becomes a something known as a secure base for the child to go out and explore the world and their surroundings, knowing that they can always come back to that secure base. So the interesting and relevant part here is whatever attachment style or strategy we take on as infants predicts our individual development throughout the span of our lives. So it really kickstarts at infancy and then begins to fine tune and shape itself throughout our childhood based on our experiences. And unhealthy attachment types can develop if our security is threatened in any way. So that can come in many different forms, as I'm sure you guys can imagine, including anything from an absent parent figure, inconsistency of any kind, which can even include inconsistency in communication, emotional unavailability of the caregiver, signs of rejection and abandonment. And a relevant point to keep in mind here is that a healthy Attachment type can develop through a relationship with at least one primary caregiver. So it doesn't mean that you have to have this picture perfect childhood where every relationship with a caregiver was ideal, as long as you had that one secure base to return home to, because like I had mentioned, it boils down to safety and security. So the child is always questioning, can I go out into the world and explore? Will it be safe for me? Will I be able to return home safely? And you're establishing those concepts early on throughout Uh, infancy and your childhood. So if you form secure attachments in childhood, it not only helps with your level of confidence, but also your trust in the world and other people. 
Children that form secure attachments are more compliant, responsive, cooperative, self-reliant, and empathic than those who were in insecure attachment relationships in infancy. If you form insecure attachments, you will have difficulty trusting others and find relationships to be challenging altogether. You might find that there's subtle anxieties that go along with all of your relationships, and you may have a negative perception of yourself, your sense of worth and confidence. And now psychological and neurological research indicates that almost all human beings display one of the four types of attachment styles when it comes to specifically love relationships. So in terms of romantic relationships, the various attachment styles influence our beliefs, not only about love, but our capability to trust in relationships and most importantly, our readiness to love. So they're embedded in the survival part of our brain for how we've learned to give and receive love. So without any further ado, let's jump right into the four types of attachment. Now, only one type of the four is something referred to as a secure attachment, while the other three are classified as insecure attachments. And then their responses to stress have different categorizations as well. So three of the four respond in an organized manner, while one type responds in a disorganized manner. So the first type of attachment is something that is referred to as a secure attachment. So this is categorized as both secure and organized form of attachment. In childhood, these were the individuals who were able to form secure attachments to their parent figure or caregiver, whereby they felt safe, seen, and recognized. And that translated into a sense of reassurance, a sense of value, and most importantly, a sense of support. So these are the individuals who grow up to be adults that are comfortable with closeness and separateness in a relationship. So they recognize that need for balance. They understand that things happen at the right time. So they're comfortable with being alone. So they don't anxiously chase after relationships and recognize wherever there's unhealthy behavior present in a relationship and are willing to walk away from that. They're comfortable with opening up and expressing their emotions in relationships and can regulate their emotions in relationships altogether. So they have a good, healthy capacity to reflect their needs, wants, and roles in the relationship. The second form of attachment is something that's referred to as anxious ambivalent. So this is categorized under the insecure and organized form of attachment. And it often is a response to unpredictability of the caregiver. So there's a lot of inconsistent parenting where the parent might be supportive sometimes, checked out other times. There's this often theme of neglect that takes place with this form of attachment. And something that makes things really messy is that the parents of these children might be the anxious ambivalent type themselves. So they seek emotional or physical closeness with their child to satisfy their own emotional needs versus the needs of the child. So there's this inconsistent response to the child's needs um, in and of itself. There's this misattunement with a child's emotional requirement. And the parent themselves might be emotionally distant or seem preoccupied. So these are the children that grow up to be adults who want a lot of closeness with their partners. They fear being alone. They fear being rejected or abandoned. They're only happy when they're in relationships. And as individuals, they lack a strong sense of self. They have very low self-esteem. 
they are very much people-pleasing behavior or constantly seeking approval. They might tend to be clinging in relationships or overanalyzing and then just this overall theme of excessive worry within any sort of romantic relationship and very much preoccupied because the the main key word here is preoccupied. So these individuals are very much preoccupied with losing their partner and just constantly thinking about how to maintain the relationship because of that, that deeply rooted need to be close um, in their relationships. So the third type of attachment is something that's referred to as anxious avoidant. So this is classified as insecure and organized. So this stems from caregivers that are consistently unresponsive to the child's needs. So the child here feels rejected. So they avoid, the caregivers avoid displaying emotions and intimacy. They're not available when the child reaches for support. And they may also not approve of the child displaying their own emotional needs as well. So these are the children that grow up to be individuals who are very independent. They're very social. They have lots of friends, but they always need space in relationships. They often avoid intimacy because they prefer distance. They pull away when people get really close to them. They're not comfortable at all opening up about their emotions just because of that level of rejection that took place in childhood. And they're the strong, confident type, right? That believe that you don't really need to be emotionally intim- um, intimate in relationships. So these are the individuals that um, if they are in a relationship, they sense um, they fear a loss of freedom or that they um, or that they consider relationships to be too much work. The fourth and final type of attachment is what is referred to as anxious disorganized. And this form of attachment falls under the classification of insecure and disorganized. And it's the only one of the four that falls under that disorganized category. And this form of attachment is a combination of both the ambivalent and the avoidant types that we just covered. It's a result of childhood trauma or abuse. And the key theme for these children very, very sadly is fear because the caregiver who's supposed to be a source of security for these children is instead a source of fear for them. So their trust is immediately broken from a very young age. Another way that this form of attachment can develop is if the mothers of these children suffers a major loss or trauma shortly before or after the birth of the infant and it spirals the mother into a severe depression. So there is a lack of coherence in these children, um, children's behavior towards their caregiver, because as much as they crave that closeness, they simultaneously push it away. So in adult age, these individuals, again, repeat that theme of both wanting closeness, but fearing it at the same time. So there's a high level of anxiety around love. Um, They want it, but they also reject it themselves. There's a fear of letting people in. And very specifically, a fear of getting hurt by those closest to them. So there's a very strong fear of rejection and abandonment by by their loved ones. So these individuals um, find it difficult to regulate their emotions. They find it difficult to bond or open up and trust those around them. And they might kind of seem hot and cold. They might seem interested and clingy at certain points of the relationship, but then also very aloof and disinterested at other points of the relationship. So this wraps up the four types of attachment. 
And what I want and hope that I can achieve with this episode is just to get you guys thinking in terms of the various attachment types and how they manifest and the importance and significance of how they develop throughout our childhood. Because I, as I've said over and over again, in every single one of my episodes, the key to everything is recognition and awareness. So once we're aware of these patterns, once we're able to put a label onto them, we can actively start to work through and resolve a lot of the things that really end up holding us back. So I thought that a lot of these attachment types were very, very interesting because I'm sure that um, just like me, you guys can name people in your lives that you immediately know fall onto under each and every one of these categories. And now maybe we can all exhibit a whole new level of compassion and understanding towards individuals that we may have met in the past or who are currently in our lives that may have presented with this kind of erratic behavior, but now there's a whole new level and layer of understanding in terms of where their behavior may have actually been stemming from. So if you are in a relationship, this is a really great tool for both partners to classify themselves within the various attachment types and then be a source of support for one another to actively work through some of your biggest obstacles so that you meet each other uh, face-to-face as conscious partners instead of constantly reacting to each other's triggers that you may not have not even known existed but now you have another tool to work through and to really begin to understand yet another aspect of the human dynamic. And if you're currently not in a relationship, this is an amazing place to start in terms of taking a closer look at some of your previous patterns in relationships, what's worked, what hasn't, and most importantly, where have you unconsciously been blocking yourself from receiving and fully opening up to what you know is possible, but always have had subtle fears and anxiety surrounding that based on these deeply imprinted childhood attachment patterns. So as per usual, I want to leave you guys with some prompts if you want to explore this topic a little bit further, or just explore your own personal attachment type. So begin to ask yourself the following questions. How comfortable am I with closeness? How do I act in relationships? Do I push people away or do I hang on too tightly? How comfortable am I with expressing my emotions? And how did my parents express their emotions? All right, you guys, that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul podcast. And I'm looking forward to sharing next week's topic with you.